I'm going to go home and have sex with my wife. Another episode of Let's Rewatch, the show where we like to go back and watch some of those movies that we loved in our youth and see if they're actually still any good. As always, I'm Nick. I'm Brett. I'm Sam. I'm Ash. Mine this. And that's Bryce. And this week we are joined by a special guest. Her name is Elizabeth Neal. You may know her from the Geek and Sundry show LARPs. Welcome to the show, Elizabeth. Thanks for having me. So, Elizabeth, you've brought a movie to the table here, which I think clearly is one of your favorites, but is a favorite of a lot of people. You've brought Monty Python and the Holy Grail to us. Yes. I Full disclosure, I only did this so I'd have an excuse to watch it again. <laughs> oh. and how many times would you say you've watched this movie? Um, I've probably seen it... I don't know, like at least 15 times. Yeah. Wow. Not not an absurd amount, but a respectable <laughs> Yeah, I amount. think the people who love this movie, which are a lot of people, watch it over and over and over again. Yeah, like, I think I've definitely seen it multiple times. Not 15. You have me beat there, though. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. I haven't seen it in a while, though. It's been It's been at least a year. Yeah, usually we're going a little bit deeper back in time, like movies we haven't seen in like 15 years. But I think we had the same thing with Hector Navarro, and he just loved Goof Troop, and he had seen it like within a year. Goofy movie, you mean? Yes, a Well, because it's movie, also, yeah, sorry. a movie that meant a lot to you growing up, right? Yeah. And this one, definitely. This was my foray into that dry British humor mm. that I personally find hilarious. It's your gateway drug to British humor? Yeah. Very much. It was the first Monty Python uh, movie I ever saw. I hadn't even seen any of the sketches when I watched this movie. And I think that's true for a lot of people. Yeah. Do you feel like it's what got you into, I guess it's not really a genre of medieval comedy, but, and, and LARPing isn't exactly medieval comedy, but I, I don't know if there's a <laughs> connection on the there. It seems strangely appropriate for you. Yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't have guessed, you know, when I first sat down to watch that movie that I would end up in a comedic web series about LARPing, but it does seem poetic when you put it that <laughs> <Yeah>. way. <laughs> yeah. So I always like to to give a little context to the movie that we're watching. And it's it's hard to imagine people who are not fairly familiar with Monty Python's Flying Circus or Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Of course, this movie's from 1975, directed by Terry Gilliam and Terry Jones, sort of a co-directing thing. Our stars, John Cleese, Michael Palin, Graham Chapman, Terry Jones, Terry Gilliam. Who am I missing? Did you say Eric Idle? Oh, If I didn't, Eric Idle. Yeah, Yeah. Eric Idle. Um, All in multiple roles each, of course. It's interesting to think about our directors here because, you know, of course... I love Monty Python. Most people love Monty Python. But I think even more so, I love Terry Gilliam. Yeah, me too. And if you look at that list, Jabberwocky, Time Bandits, Brazil. Brazil. Adventures of Baron Munchausen, (laughs) Fisher King, 12 Monkeys, Fear and Loathing, Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus. Like this dude's list is crazy. Really good. Yeah. And I think you can. And, And the movie that never happened. The Man Who Killed Don Quixote, which mm-hmm. looking at IMDb today, it's listed as being in production. It's I don't know been how real in production for years. I don't know that it's happening. Yeah. But. <laughs> it's a movie that I want to see so badly. But So if you're not familiar with The Man Who Killed Don Quixote, there's a, a documentary based on basically they planned to shoot this movie and they got really close and they had a series of disasters that destroyed their ability to make the movie. And the documentary is called Lost in La Mancha. It's Thank very, you. very great. I highly recommend you watching it. It's everything that could go wrong. It's every filmmaker's nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> including them watching the the camera equipment and film like literally rush away in a flash flood, never to be seen again. <laughs> like everything that could go wrong. And so Terry Jones directed a few other movies, Eric the Viking, and I'm going to say something that might be a little controversial. The Monty Python movie that I like better than Holy Grail, Life of Brian. I agree. I like you that agree? one too. Also excellent. Yeah. So that's yeah. that was yeah, Terry yeah, yeah. Jones by himself, but then t- the Terrys both co-directed The Meaning of Life as well. 
So there's a lot of good stuff coming from these guys. And I don't know, I think it'll be interesting to talk about after the movie, but I seem to remember, I feel like Monty Python and the Holy Grail feels like a Terry, Terry Gilliam movie. I mean, it's just full of his stylistic. Isn't he the one that does the animations as well? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. it's very full of his. That's all him. And so, it wasn't It wasn't the first time he did that, was it? Oh, no. If you watch the original show, the Monty Python's Flying Circus show, you rarely would ever see Terry Gilliam on screen. He was the guy who would do the animation the cool interstitials. Yeah. And just really mind-blowing animation in a form that I'd never seen before. And I still don't think you really see much of that anymore that's might of- kind of call south park a, a descendant of that style this mm-hmm. paper cutout yeah, animation style there's a lot more genitalia yeah. in uh yeah yeah which in south you guys park might or, remember or monty python. no 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 in monty python <laughs> mention You'll of see genitalia it. in south park there are certain images that i remember very clearly Interesting. from, yeah, I from think, his drawings i think terry gillam used a lot of like found material like yeah. cutouts from advertisements and magazines to create animated characters. The Weekly World News, you know. So I don't have a ton of context for this movie, but I wanted to play a little game here. I thought this would be fun. This movie came out in 1975. Some other big movies in 75, Godfather 2, Towering Inferno, Tommy, The French Connection 2, Dog Day Afternoon. The big one was Jaws. Mm. Um Three Days of the Condor, Death Race 2000. Jaws was bigger than so, Godfather? Well, this is the thing Godfather. that, I, this is the game oh, that I want to play. Oh, okay. So the question is, how much money did Monty Python and the Holy Grail make? I'm going to guess not a lot. And, and let's go, <laughs> let's start opening weekend where Jaws made $7 million. Godfather 2 made $4 million opening weekend. Wow. Uh, Dog Day Afternoon, $4.9 million. Same with Cuckoo's Nest, $4.9 million. Times have changed, man. Yeah. yeah. If a film came out with that opening, everyone would be like, oh, it's a bombed. Oh. Yeah. Day of the Locust is the highest at 5.6 million. So, yeah. how much money opening weekend did Monty Python and the Holy Grail make? 1.2 mil. 400,000. <laughs> Going a low fall in here. Okay. Probably like upper, lower million, like maybe like a million, 900. Uh, I'm going to say 800,000. Uh, Brett does so, not care. <laughs> Sam, your number's very interesting. 1.2 million? Yeah. That oh my God. is the total gross to date. Are you kidding <laughs> me? To date? Opening weekend, oh, no. Monty Python and the Holy Grail was $45,000. You know what? I was going to say 45000 but I thought that that was too low, so I added a zero. Yeah. $45,487. How much did it cost to make the film? Do you know? Um, if I still have the IMDb like page bucks. open, yeah. it cost. <laughs> the amount of it cost them to process the film. 229,000 pounds, oh, um, which wow, that's, that's 30 that's years ago. Amount. I don't know if we can do the conversion. Yeah. For shit that looks like they found in the thrift stores. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or like put it together with cardboard. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. That is but atrocious. If you go back and look at that list again, maybe Godfather 2 or Jaws, but I can't think of any of these other movies that are as loved as Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Yeah, I, it's it's amazing to hear that, like, to date, because you mm. would think that yeah, with does all not the people who rental? rewatch it, it has a lot of rewatchability. It so must not. It has to be box office alone. It yeah. can't possibly yeah, be yeah, Because yeah. there's no and, way that yeah. many people have seen the movie. Yeah. It, yeah, you know. it's just not a, the- a theater movie. Yeah. Like, who clearly you, nobody watched it in the theaters. You know what other film is crazy successful and was not great in the box office? The Princess Bride. Yeah. Mm. Also, Some of the most with loved the cult movies. Yeah, later. but it's also yeah. those kind of movies that are not easy to peg and to kind of fit into one genre. Yeah. It's not like all romance or this one is kind of all comedy, but it's not like... Or is it medieval fantasy? Exactly, yeah. Right? It you kind know, of it's... walks the line. And I don't think in 1975, America got Monty Python. Yeah, I don't no. think they I were I think really... that came later, too. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Stupid America. How could you not? So, yeah, let's let's keep that so in just mind. Everyone and... in London went to see, or England went to see <gasps> the oh, movie. Oh, that's, that's so it. sad. <laughs> <laughs> Which, which may be true. I, I learned something recently, like as of 2007, 
I think it is. The population of England finally reached the same numbers as pre-World War II. Oh, Are you kidding? Wow. Yeah, like apparently that time period in England, the population was pretty low after the Blitz. Oh, this is too dark. So keep those movies in mind as context. And I think they kind of set the time and place. I feel like Dog Day Afternoon feels like a movie that was out at the same time. That sort of gritty, film grainy, sort of slap together sort of movie that's still really awesome. That's our time and place here. So some of us have seen this movie pretty recently, some not. So Ash, what do you think? Are, are you going to like this movie? Oh, yeah. I definitely think I'm going to like this movie because I love this movie. This is, um, you know, as Elizabeth said, I think for me as well, it was the my gateway drug into British comedy. Um, my dad is a huge Monty Python fan, so, you know, he showed it to me. Um, I remember watching it in school even, which, like, a little questionable if that was like appropriate for middle school. I, in right. a classroom. I watched it in school too. Yeah, My yeah. teachers let me bring it on DVD to watch on like a, a free day. Yeah. We watched it like when it would rain, we would watch Monty Python. Um, it you, was weird. You just reminded me of a weird memory when I was in like middle school and we were talking about the plague in history class. And they played this movie no, for you. Here's no. your historical. <laughs> no, this is a story document. about, this is a story about me being a dumbass. I raised my hand, like thinking I was really smart as a very stupid kid. And I said something about how I saw this movie where oh they go through the streets ringing oh a no. bell and saying, bring out your dead. Oh no. When, when the plague happened. You and I was didn't. like, this is, I think I'm saying something interesting about plague history. And a lot of people laughed at me in the class. And I, <laughs> I didn't even understand that day what had happened. It took many years before I realized I was quoting Monty Python in a history <laughs> class. <laughs> hey, hey, you accidentally were an amazing smartass that day. Yeah, yeah. 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 the yeah. teacher didn't know what was happening. <laughs> so I definitely think that I'm going to enjoy this movie. Um, but uh, and Nick and I were talking about this a couple of days ago when I brought up that this was the movie that you chose, Elizabeth, that our concern with it is I, I haven't seen it in a long time because I remember in high school, kids just quoting mm -hmm. this movie to death to the point where I just couldn't, you know, it's not funny anymore because they were quoting it so much, which is really sad because it is a fantastic film. So I'm hoping that there's been enough time where yeah, I haven't heard yeah, people because quote that it. Horse was definitely beaten. Yeah, I think you're you're kind of like the cat when they say bring out the dead. But <laughs> I think you're actually kind of taking my prediction here, because usually we don't like to touch movies that are universally known as being awesome. Yeah, and I was the one who said, you know what? I do not think this movie, at least for me, is is a perfect awesome movie. I have a lot of bad memories of this movie. I remember the first few times I, I saw it, it was great. remember when everyone laughed at me in class. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have this strong opinion that Monty Python fans ruined Monty Python. And there was a big chunk of my life where I was just, I didn't want to hear it. There was like, there came a point where quoting Monty Python was meant to be hilarious. And yeah, it that, wasn't a joke. It was just quoting was supposed to be well, the joke. It even evolved into the point where just saying something, anything mm -hmm. with a, a high pitched British accent was hilarious. Right. And it yeah. wasn't, you know? So, I mean, I'm saying stuff with the funny British accent is still funny. <laughs> I disagree. <laughs> and that's why I hated this movie for so many years. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I think you, you, you have a little bit of a, a point there because I think my prediction of it is it's going to be a great movie that's going to be great because I'm so far removed from terrible, terrible teenagers. Uh, yeah, hopefully yeah, enough time has passed. I was feeling very blasé about Star Wars six months ago. Like, I've just had enough Star Wars. Like, they, they beat that horse and we saw some pretty bad movies. And it took seeing a really, really great Star Wars movie again for me to get back on board. Yeah. Beat that Jar Jar. Yeah. So hopefully this is going to be you know, enough time has passed and I'll be into it again. Yeah. This was Monty Python stuff was, was like the first Borat of my childhood. Where, yes, where, right. That's like, very, bye that's bye. a good analogy. Yeah. Very nice. You know, like, yeah. just, okay, I've had enough. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that, I did see that movie as well. Good. Good job. Yes. 
Yeah, I was going to use Anchorman as an example. Like, remember mm. those? It was like four yeah. months where that was all anybody <laughs> quoted. I'm yeah. kind of a big deal. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Rich mahogany. In my high school, they actually tried to make that like the theme of uh, the like prom? the big rival football game. Okay, good. Uh, oh my god! Yeah, we're Vintage kind ship? of a big deal. I think it actually made it through, oh, and I think man. they actually made like sweatshirts and t-shirts. So, though that is a much better like mascot than their actual mascot, which is literally just a dude crushing grapes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I was <laughs> going to crack a joke and ask if the mascot was a bottle of wine, but no. yeah. oh, it's pretty close. Apparently it's pretty close. Yeah. Literally a dude crushing Well, grapes. at least we weren't the racist school. Well, yeah. Um, yeah. Not the Indians. Well, yeah. And we can't be as cool as the uh, New Tech Penguins because we all know that that was literally the coolest the New Tech mascot. Penguins. 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 Penguins so, with the school sport of ultimate frisbee, and that was our only sport. You can't play bar. frisbee without thumbs. So, Sam, what do you think? Um, so, I'm kind of the weird anomaly in the room in that I don't think I've ever seen this movie all the way to the end. Um, I loved this movie in high school, but for whatever reason, I I only would watch consecutively to the point of the rabbit. And then I would like just lose interest and then kind of like step in and out at the end of the movie. So I know roughly the weirdness at the end, but I honestly can't tell you how it ends. So I don't know. I I have this sneaking suspicion that I will love the first half and then just be like, okay, at the end. Mm, Okay. So I'm curious to see. What you think after you see the full ending? Yeah, yeah. I wonder yeah, if it'll too. be like a like a Ducktales and the ice cream scene thing, where like the <laughs> stuff that interested you when you were a kid is the opposite of what interests you as an yeah, adult. Yeah, that's oh. true. Yeah, that would that could be interesting. So, Elizabeth, what do you think? Are you still gonna love it? I I gotta <laughs> say I, that I do. You know, oh, okay. I um I am definitely one of those douchebags who quotes it incessantly when somebody brings it up in conversation. You're one of those it's people a joy I hated in high me. school. <laughs> I am one of those people. I am every person you hated in high school. She, right, she can't right help here. it if he's just that cool, Nick. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know. So yeah, I'm really excited to see it again. Because I love this movie, but since it has been, I know it hasn't been as long since I've seen it as you guys, but there are still some moments that I discover Mm. anew when I watch it. Some things that maybe I didn't remember or maybe, you know, some more jokes that I get because a lot of it went over my head as a kid. So I feel like every time I watch it, I, I quote unquote get a little bit more of it. Yeah, I'm going to be looking out for so. all those penises now because I definitely right? don't remember that. <laughs> but I don't think there's yeah. much, if any, animation in this movie. No, there's a lot. There's, no, there and, is. Yeah, there's, the there's a lot. Oh, right. Yeah. There's, there's like chapter headers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every time they uh, they transition to like a new story. Oh, yeah. Wow, yeah. Yeah. I've seen this. Oh, you are in for a treat. So what do you think, Bryce? Yeah, I mean, all the Indiana Jones <laughs> movies are good, so I think I'll probably like it. All right. So why don't you kick back and watch Monty Python and the Holy Grail? I I forgot to check what services this is available on. You'll you'll have to do your own homework on this. Well, considering how much money it's made, I'm assuming everyone's just torrenting it. Yeah. Well, I I would say I think most everybody owns it on DVD. Yeah, I own it on DVD. Even with the opinion that I just threw out, I own it on DVD. So don't even worry about the streaming services. Just walk over to your you DVD know, they probably, shelf yeah. and, and grab Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Yeah, it's going to be like five bucks. And if you don't have it, your dad most certainly does have it. Yeah. yeah. That's where I got my DVD. Yeah. <laughs> I actually had it on VHS first. Oh. And then I recently got the DVD. Yeah. Wow. It was one of Moving my on one of my VHS. Yeah. <laughs> Treat yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah kick back watch Monty Python and the Holy Grail we're gonna do that and we'll join with you after we watch the movie and see if we think it's still any good do 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 
All right, so we just finished watching Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Let's kind of jump in and see what everybody thought about it. Uh, how about you, Sam? What do you think? Yeah, so I'm the one who hadn't seen the ending. Yeah. Um, I kind of, I would drop off right around the rabbit bit. I think it's because I'd always watch it like as I was going to sleep. So I remember the rabbit bit, I drop off, and I remember a little bit of the bridge, and then nothing. So... Yeah, I, I was kind of expecting a Blazing Saddles sort of thing to go down at the end, where it just, like, completely, you know, like, leaves the premise oh, of the movie behind. Right, where, where on the sound stages and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I was a little surprised that that didn't happen, but overall, it held up and was really it funny. It kind of did, though. Kind of, like but not. Suddenly we find, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, we're not in medieval time at all yeah. it's a bunch of grown men running around i think for the sake of <laughs> argument we could say larping <laughs> yeah it's, it's um scott watched the movie with me and um when the when the historian was like was making his first uh his first presentation and then gets killed scott was just like so I can't remember how they combine these two very different timelines. Like, what year is it really? And <laughs> even at the end, it's it's still not completely. It's not fully established. Yeah, they're not troubling yeah, themselves I, with I explanations. Love how it is. Yeah, but I just love the idea that it is these like guys who are just fucking around, and that makes suddenly like the lack of horses makes sense. That's, you know, like, that is a weird perspective kind of I've never sense. considered. I never in, considered in your mind, it before. Are you thinking that none of this was real and they were all just fucking around and yeah. then just got arrested? Yeah. Like, like, like they're LARPing, you know, like in a sense, they're like out there <laughs> role playing and having a good time. And that's why they don't have horses. But they killed a guy. Yeah, they killed a guy. I don't think that's the deal at all. I think it it's. The, the the modern day police and the animated monster are all kind of the same sort of thing. It's just like, don't take it seriously. Here's yeah, that's how I always saw it wall. too. Like you've got medieval villages and plague victims and. But what if that's in their imagination? You know, like that's part wow, of their you are imagination. Going deep here. <laughs> There's I, like some psychosis in these characters. I never believe. I've never seen the ending of the movie that way before. But this time around watching it, because I think it's, I only thought this because you made the sort of LARPing connection in oh, the beginning with Elizabeth. And then I kind of put myself in that frame of mind, like, okay, what if they're LARPing? And what if this is all like their imagination? <laughs> and suddenly like the whole movie makes a lot of sense because, you know, why is the monster animated? Cause it's their imagination. It's not a real monster. I mean, speaking of Don Quixote, like that's what this movie becomes. Yeah, like they're just they're just fucking around in the forest, and one of them happened to like be overzealous and kill somebody, and yeah. then they get, you know, charged with murder. All right, you need to trademark that, and we need to actually just make that web series. Oh no, no, no! There is a movie about. And and it's not a comedy. It's like very dark and serious. And it's basically LARPers who go too far. You're nodding, Elizabeth. What's the movie? Yeah. Yeah, remember? it's called The Wild Hunt. Yes. And it was actually yeah. made by, um, well, there's also the Knights of Bad Astem if we're going comedy. But yeah, The uh, yeah. the Wild Hunt. That was actually made in uh, in Quebec. Okay. Oh, wow. It's super yeah. good. I, I recommend you check that out. It's been a while since I've seen it, but yeah. Sorry, Sam, we interrupted you. What Did you enjoy the ending? Yes. Um, not as much as I enjoyed the beginning. There's just like, um, I don't think the ending was bad by any means, but there's something so special about the beginning and like how absurd it is and how like they take mundane scenes and just throw funny things in there. Like when they're going down the hill on their horses and there's just somebody beating a stream with a stick for no reason. Yeah. And there's a lot of details in the background <laughs> yeah. that are just absurd. Exactly. And just like people piling mud into piles for yeah, no like reason. That was like, their task. There yeah. were a lot of cutaway shots of people just hitting things for no yeah. reason. Yeah. At all. Doing dirty medieval like stuff. Like the cat, just hitting the cat <laughs> for no reason. But actually the 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 beginning, the very, very beginning is interesting to me because I've never seen that 
that false beginning gag. Yeah, we're watching it. And Nick is like, are we watching the right movie? And I'm just like, oh my God, have you never seen the beginning I'm of this movie? I'm quite sure. And I need to check when I get home. I think my DVD starts at the title card, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. That's weird. You've had like a bootleg Holy Grail DVD and all these years. Know or, or whoever put out that version of the DVD thought, you know. Wait, which, right, which beginning are you guys talking about? Um, maybe Uh-oh. I didn't see it. Oh, the, so, it starts like black and white. We're um we're in like what the 1950s. It's black and white. It's like a movie about 1950s Toothpaste. dental providers. I have never seen that. So Whoa. I've never the, seen that. Look, I have the DVD. And it oh, starts with a title card. It starts with the ridiculous title cards with all like the llama references and everything. That's not the actual beginning of the movie. So oh the my actual. God. Yeah, so the, the actual beginning of the movie is it starts out and it looks like you're going to see some sort of, Bryce is pointing to our DVD box, it's a special edition, so Sam will look on the back and see if maybe it has any information, but it starts work. out with like this 1950s movie, very mm-hmm. 1950s movie-esque where the credits are in the beginning, again, over footage of these guys loading up a truck. And then we cut to the scene of this woman and she's walking into a shop and all of a sudden you hear what is supposed to be the projectionist when you're watching this in the theater say, oh no, this is the wrong reel. And then the reel cuts out abruptly and there's like almost sort of a record scratch-esque sort of sound. And then there's a pause and then the Monty Python cron credits with the black and white text. So that's, that's how the crazy. movie actually starts. Weird. I'm not at all surprised that they would do something like that. Like, I feel like I can picture it, even though I've never seen it. But that's crazy because I've seen it, um, you know, the VHS version and the DVD version. And it's crazy that neither of them had. So somebody made the decision to just cut that out. Well, yeah. As I was saying, it seems like a gag that's specifically for in theaters. For the theater. Right. So maybe that was the theater version. And when they released it, you know, for purchase for the pie cut that part out well it, it reminds me of like you remember we were talking about galaxy quest and i was saying in the theater the first part of the movie mm-hmm. is 185 and then they widen it out to cinemascope in the movie theater yeah and that gag didn't make it to the dvd and then like clue has three separate endings so depending on which movie theater right. you went to you had a different ending <laughs> yeah but all the home video has the this is how it might have happened and they show all three endings yeah. So when Clue, uh, this is such a tangent, but when Clue was in theaters, did it depend yeah. on which You theater? could go to a different yeah. theater and see a completely different ending. Whoa. And, and it was a genius way to convince people, like to make more money off of it, because people actually would go and see it multiple times because they would talk to their friends and hear that they'd seen different endings. Yeah. How I wish <laughs> I could have seen smart. it in the theater. Yeah, that would have been amazing. When yeah. that happened. Yeah, yeah. me too. Wow. There's a, a DVD version where the DVD does a seamless branching and it plays one of the random endings when you watch the DVD. You can actually, yeah, you can select it beforehand. So you can decide which ending you want to see, or you can say random. And then you just watch the whole movie and you forget whatever you chose. And then it just goes into it seamlessly. Speaking of, and I hate to get off on a tangent on clue, but I have to say this because did anybody see the video of Jeb Bush as he, uh, as he, he suspended his campaign Wait, it's, Jeb it's, Bush suspended his campaign? Yeah, and it's that glorious because he says, you know, if there's a silver lining on all this, tonight I get to go home and sleep and sleep with my best friend. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, he turns to his wife and he says, I love you. And I'm like, oh my God, he just did Michael McKean's ending from Clue. The, I'm going to go home, home and sleep with my yeah. wife. Yeah, I'm like, does Jeb Bush <laughs> know what he just did? He was <laughs> accidentally um, kind of cool. Yeah, he can't be that cool. <laughs> if, yeah. he, if he no. meant it, man, that's awesome. <laughs> Doesn't make wow. up for stealing the uh, the Al Gore election now. <laughs> Tangents. Anyway, so yeah, funny funny anecdote about the beginning scene with the Frenchman. So in high school, my French teacher was really cool and was like, "Hey, you guys, you can bring a movie in, and as long as it has a French dub." I will let you watch it. So we picked Monty Python and the Holy Grail in the French dub. And at the end of class, my teacher reveals to me that 
whatever was on the English subtitles was not what was being said in French. Oh, I would Uh, assume. And she said that it was so incredibly vulgar what Mm. the person was saying. (laughs) And thank God you guys do not speak French or I would be in big trouble right now. Wow. (laughs) I'm not the least bit surprised. So, So French speakers out there, please tell us what he says because my teacher wouldn't tell me understandably because I was only 13 or so. But I wonder if you have to, it has to be the French dub version. Yes. Or, okay. Yeah. Cause I don't remember like he barely speaks French. No, he no, says fetch la vache. Yeah. 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 No, it's the, and that's French the only part I dub of okay. the movie. Yeah. You're French Canadian. So you understood that, right? I did. Yeah. Fetch the cow. So when they're like mumbling behind the wall. Well, that's the brilliant part about that scene is like, I mean, he's actually speaking French, like everything he's saying. And then Mm. the other guy's like, what? And then he just repeats it in English, like perfectly what he's. Let's go. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's still hard to grasp exactly because he's doing it in this ridiculous accent. So even I'm like watching it going, what? And I think that was intentional. So so you are bilingual then? I am. I like to think so anyway. Okay. Then that's your homework. <laughs> so watch it in French. Guys, I'll see you again in another hour and a half. And I'm going to rewatch the movie. No, just that scene. Okay. You have to solve my like decade and a half long mystery as to how oh, bad is it say. really? <laughs> You've had a decade and a half to learn French, but not that much commitment. I, that yeah. is not a reason to learn French. <laughs> so I've been, uh, I, I've, I'm the one who has had not seen Game of Thrones and I've been recently watching Game of Thrones and I'm up to season three. And, and I've just come to the conclusion you know, you, you're watching Game of Thrones like, oh, I hate this person, I like this person. And I realized I hate all of these people. Because, like, they just send, like, hundreds and thousands of people to their death for, like, these wars. Like, why do you care? Like, we're trying to save your daughters and all these people are dying. So what, that scene where, like, uh, King Arthur approaches Michael Palin and he's like, I'm the king of the Britons. Like, you know, his reaction to the idea of a king <laughs> yeah. is exactly my reaction to Game of Thrones. The whole I'm being oppressed and... <laughs> Like, they need to have that guy in Game of Thrones. I thought you were going to reference the Lancelot scene where he just, like, slaughters an entire wedding. I haven't gotten that far. Do not worry about spoilers for Game of Thrones. I am way behind on Game of Thrones. I didn't even mean that, but all right. Spoiler alert. (laughs) I just meant how he was killing a bunch of people for one purpose, but. Yeah. So, sorry if anybody else is into Game of Thrones, but I can't. I can't judge you on spoilers. I'm way too far back <laughs> on the game. <laughs> um, so, Brett, what do you think? Well, it was definitely more enjoyable than I recall from my last viewing, which was like all the way back in high school. Oh wow! And it was definitely because I was watching it with not a, not a bunch of people talking over every line, trying to guess what the <laughs> yeah. line was because no one could ever remember it, the exact wording, and they're like, oh 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 oh, oh sorry, like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like trying to say it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I thought that was pretty good. Um, the I think the uh, Sam had a, a funny thing about the uh, I'm being repressed, and she's like that guy represents all of Tumblr. <laughs> <laughs> and, and who's King Arthur? Anybody. Anyone who just stumbles on Tumblr. We are Tumblr. all King Arthur. Wow. Anyone on the internet with the, an opinion. The only part of Tumblr he wasn't representing was the porn, though, which is <laughs> right. a large portion. <laughs> which I didn't see very many dicks, Elizabeth. Yeah, where were yeah. the dicks? And I really, because because when uh, the scene that I was remembering specifically was when all the butts are playing like, right, the, the trumpets. And for some reason in like in my memory there had been more of that, but I think I might be confusing another one of their movies mm. that also incorporates animation. Cuz yeah, that part that scene I definitely remembered, but I could have sworn well, there was more. So I guess I'm just imagining penises. I swear <laughs> there are none. I think you insanely know? the the original TV show had way more nudity in the animation yeah. than the movies. So maybe I'm getting confused and I'm just combining yeah. them. I think that was yeah. just like your you know, hopes, British television of the 70s. Your dreams for the, for the movie. <laughs> There's an awful lot of our episodes that involve us just shouting, show me the dicks. Show me the dicks. <laughs> Give the people what they want. There were a lot of butts, though. 
You, yeah, you there were a lot of butts. Mm-hmm. This was the butt movie. Yeah. <laughs> The butt and the fart movie. Yeah. So I'm I'm a little worried that I might have given incorrect numbers as far as the budget for the movie. I cannot imagine that only cost 200,000 pounds. Like, yeah, it was super low budget, but there was some fairly expensive stuff in there. Well, you also have to think of the time period. Yeah. And, and I don't know what 200,000 pounds in 1974 translates to. Yeah. For, for, for American dollars, much less... Yeah. Those weird Canadian, Canadian yeah. dollars. Plastic Canadian dollars. <laughs> so wait, who didn't go yet? Was I done with my thing? Well, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know that we need to go in any particular order. Did, well, you, did have... you Did you enjoy it? I did enjoy it. Yeah. yeah. It was, you said something at the end that was like, I kind of had noticed a little bit going through it and I didn't have the words for it. But there's some some jokes that are really hilarious. And then some jokes that were the uh, uh, the family the family guy, guy yeah. like repeat until funny and then and then keep going and then until it's not funny again. <laughs> yeah, there's stuff like, you know, he's not quite dead that just doesn't land on me at this point. Hmm. You know, it just doesn't do it for me. Well, I, I like I chuckled like the first time and then they did it like four times. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of running gags. Um, and the end yeah. song. Yeah. The end <laughs> song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I feel... You guys were just... I, I guess I'm the only one who's seen the movie all the way through the end because the three I've of you were like, how long does this keep going? I'm like, for a while. That's, that's the well, end of the film. <laughs> I was sitting here thinking like, okay, that's the end. We're done. But wait a minute. What if I for all these years have turned it off too early. Let's right. ride this out. And yeah, it definitely was the end. saying a Marvel yep. movie. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see Loki jump out at the end. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, they trick you because the credits aren't even at the end. They're at the beginning. So there's, there's no indication. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for me, I felt like, you know. Did it, you hate it? There, there was stuff that I found very funny that I didn't expect to. There was stuff that fell flat. Um, but I kind of come out of it thinking like, wow, I'm really impressed with a few little nuggets of filmmaking. The, the, the joke that was clearly constructed by the editor in the editing room where it's shot of Lancelot running in the distance and then the yeah. guard saying shot of Lancelot running in the distance. Like the editing on that, I could see a scenario where they shot a completely different scene and whoever's in the editing room said, I got an idea here. You know, and did it and showed it to somebody, and it was amazing. But I see these little glimmers of the glory of Terry Gilliam. Like that moment at the end oh where the, the boat that looks like a Viking funeral boat comes out and takes mm-hmm. them to the, to the island. You know, I'm feeling like, um, like Munchausen emotions, you know? Like this is little hints of when this guy is going to become a great filmmaker one day. Yeah. Also another scene with, ridiculously good editing was the infamous fight with the um, amputee guy. Oh, and yeah. The Black Knight. The Black Knight. And he has his arms cut off and Lancelot starts like thanking God and it's all yeah. close and tight and then the foot just comes in from the side <laughs> and kicks yes. him. Yep. Excellent and hilarious. And I knew it was coming and but I still, still laughed. Yeah. That scene as well as the catapulting of animals and yes. there was something else oh, th- where he's casting fire. They did an incredible job of those cuts of like, you know, cow falling out of the sky, cut to cow on top of a guy and blending those moments with really, really sharp editing to make those things work. It's it's Very comedic impressive. timing, which is really hard to do and which it still. Yes, up. agreed. Comedic timing, but also just the the technical, like the making a continuity out of these moments that were completely separate. One thing I did notice is I think that they were able to get away with a lot because they shot on film and really grainy film because uh, there was one point where I could clearly see that a sword was plastic. And and I think if this film was shot in HD, it wouldn't hold up as well today. Sure. Yeah. But Although I'll, I'll say I don't know if the believability of the swords factored at all. That's right. true. <laughs> and maybe that would have just enhanced again to my like wild theory of the ending is like it just would have made more sense that they have plastic swords. Yeah. Yeah. I can't help thinking of that scene where Lancelot goes to rescue the, the person um, <laughs> who is going to be married. 
and he just like rampages and just kind of slaps people with his prop sword. Yeah. <laughs> and they yeah. fall over dead. Yeah. But it, it works for what it is. And that's it's a heroic movie while he's just murdering like party guests. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I like how he just kind of like hits the side of the stage and, and all of the all musicians fall. just yeah. bowl over. Yeah. I love that the dancers keep dancing. Like there's, there starts with six of them. He goes through, he kills like four, but then the last two just go right back to dancing in their, in their circle. <laughs> it's the little things. So great. Yeah, yeah definitely. Just the absurdity. So what, what's your judgment, Ash? Does it hold up? Yeah, I I think it absolutely still holds up. There were a few lines that I did still cringe at because I'm like, I've heard this one over and over again. So um, unfortunately for those, I did cringe. But like Sam said, that scene with the knight, I didn't remember the close up boot kicking. And so, you know, it took me by surprise and I had a genuine laugh again, you know, and there were many moments like that. And I really looked for small details. Like I've never noticed before that Arthur's son on his like outfit has a mustache. Really? Yeah. (laughs) I I missed that. The son had a mustache, which is just so great. Like, again, it's just like this tiny little detail that I, I always missed before or the, um, that I'm trying to remember his name. I think The, the chicken on Robin. Um, on his shield. No, yeah, that was great too. <laughs> but I think his name was Bedemir, the guy with the flip, the yeah. knight with yeah, the flip. Yeah, Bedemir. Yeah, that's a great prop. The first helmet. time we see him, he's got a swallow and a coconut, like a coconut tied to a swallow, and he like lets it go. And I don't think I've ever like caught that before. That was pretty <laughs> that was great. great. I think that's my favorite running gag throughout the whole yeah. movie is the swallow and the coconut thing. That's so brilliant and and so. I, I, what do you think, Elizabeth? I watch that and I wonder, like, is this just a thing they threw together because they couldn't afford horses? And did that gag just get life, you know? I think, yeah. I mean, I, I like to watch that movie and and notice things and just tell myself that they made this decision because they wanted to save money. Like, I get a huge kick out of watching scenes where, because there's what, like five or six of them who play all the characters. Yeah. And so you watch a scene of like the French guy talking to the the team of knights, but Lancelot isn't there because or his John character Cleese has like a helmet also, on or it's another yeah yeah like there's um I'd, I'd say the one where that's most obvious is when they're in the cave, in the cave. Mm-hmm. and um Eric Idle is playing the guy with the holy hand grenade but he's also playing Sir Robin so when they're all in the shot together you just see somebody else clearly is pretending to be Sir Robin yeah. and is just hiding behind yep. Lancelot and John Cleese kind so of bobs his head in front of him to block it yeah I'm I'm so glad you mentioned that because I was thinking about that too. I think that was the first point in my childhood where I started recognizing this filmmaking ability to have an actor play two characters in the same scene. And I actually do think, because I was very, I was really thinking about it in the moment, that scene where John Cleese is the Frenchman in the castle John Cleese is still Lancelot in the yeah, other shot. Yeah, he is down there. I think the, the one that I was referring to is actually with the uh, Tim the Enchanter. Yes. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. That's okay. when he's wearing he's, a helmet. Yeah, yeah. That's, when he's, mm-hmm. that's when it's reversed, um, and they just don't have him. As I was watching the scene with the French guy, I was thinking, oh, clearly John Cleese can't be down in this other shot because he's – and I was like, wait, no, that doesn't make any sense. And But, yeah, it's – I think, uh, yeah, I mean, with the French guy, you can see John Cleese down there because that's easily that a different matter, setup. Yeah. But with the um, with the Tim character, I think it was probably a matter of like time and him having to change out of that whole costume getup. Yeah. So yeah, and the, exactly. So I think it just yeah, in the interest of time, because you it was just a shot reverse shot with Tim, but with the, with the French guy, they had to do a whole different setup as you were saying. Yeah. 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 But I, I think sort of going off the note that you were saying, Nick is something that I appreciate far more now that I'm older and I have a lot more experience with crafting stories and filmmaking is as far as their other movies go, like, I feel like this one, they really played with how to tell a story in different ways than they do in their other sketches. Yeah, I think there's this element of like they're taking a story that has been told a million times, especially to little British children, and then just like really screwing around with it, yeah. you know? 
Yeah, they turned it on its head. But it's still the the characters that this that the kids would recognize. You know, they're like, oh, Lancelot, he is brave. Like, they, yeah. you know, they stick with the basic framework and then throw a bunch of batshit crazy stuff into it. Yeah, it yeah. kind of gives you this assumption that you know these characters. We don't need to worry about that. Mm-hmm. But let's screw around with these characters. <laughs> or like Lancelot is brave. What does that mean? It means he kills everyone for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> Mows them down. Push it to the extreme. Yeah. yeah. So Elizabeth, I'm guessing we're not going to be too surprised by your reaction. <laughs> T- tell us what you think as you as you watched it this time. I I still really love it, but I I do agree with Sam actually that I prefer the beginning to the end because in the way the movie is laid out, it's it's. It's a bunch of sketches, really. Like, I don't think, I don't find it builds to this breaking point the way a typical narrative often does. It feels like sketch after sketch after sketch, and you meet a bunch of these different characters, um, which mean, and like all of the scenes themselves contained feel very high stakes. Like, they're all life or death situations, there's no real break. And I think just as a result, like, I, I connect more with those that energy and like the introduction of all the characters at the beginning of the movie than than at the end because i think it's supposed to feel like this big surprise but because it's been consistently that intense it feels like it kind of peters out at the end like they ran out of ideas yeah well yeah like it's only an hour and a half but it it actually feels longer than that to me it's only an hour and a half Yeah. It's I, like like they filmed a real ending to the movie and then also filmed the cop ending as a gag and we're like, no, no, that works better because it got too serious. <laughs> yeah. I think I think the ending is kind of supposed to I don't know, I think they're making a joke almost on story structure in itself. Of course we have to have the big battle scene. Yeah, we have to have the big battle scene. So here's the big battle scene. It's about to happen and then they like cut it off with them getting arrested and I think that's kind of genius you know it's it's i i think that's a a funny ending to it yeah it's 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 completely on brand with monty python yeah (laughs) i completely buy into that i like my fantasy of it's just a bunch of guys in the forest like fucking around that's a fun fun (laughs) headcanon what what did you think of the movie bryce it was pretty good cool so i i i don't know if anybody has any other thoughts that we didn't get to I think we had a pretty good time. And are you on the side of the fence now that you enjoy it? Well, I'm I'm not going to be I'm not I don't want to be a bummer here, but like yeah, it wasn't really that thrilling for me. I I I don't know, did I say this before like I would really really love to watch this movie with my memory erased. Cuz mm. I think there's a different <laughs> yeah. movie here that I will never be able to experience. You know, like I was saying when we were talking about Star Wars, I grew up with Yoda. There, there's never been that surprise moment for me like, oh, Yoda, that that little puppet is is Yoda and the Jedi Master. I can't have that surprise. I can't enjoy these jokes because they've never been fresh to me. And I, it's hard for me to judge the movie. You know, it's unfair for me to judge the movie. I'd like to see this with a, with an erased memory because it's probably much better well, we'll, than... Well, internal... Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, your yeah. brain for Christmas. Yep. Yeah. I was thinking Total Recall. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Watch the movie, Richter. We will implant memories of enjoyment. <laughs> so you should definitely check out more Elizabeth Neal content. Um, go to Geek and Sundry and check out LARPs. It's it's LARPs the series. LARPs I, just, I have to series. correct you. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's, that's totally cool. But to be honest, we've sort of shortened it to LARPs just because oh, okay. it became easier than correcting. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us about your your Twitch channel, or are is it your own channel Punchy. or just your own show? Yeah, I've started Twitch streaming, so you can follow me on uh, Twitch TV slash, and it's Liz underscore Lemon seventeen. Oh my god, yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so basically, a couple of times per week, I I stream a couple of different games. So I'm playing through Skyrim right now as oh, a brawl so only character named Punchy. Man. Yay. I've read a weird mm. little bit of trivia recently that, and I, I can't say how true it is, but they approached, like Game of Thrones approached the, whoever did Skyrim and said, hey, Bethesda? we'd like to do a big open world Game of Thrones game. And they said, nah. And then they just made Skyrim instead. 
<laughs> which, Interesting. which is a bummer to me because how perfect but they should have called it video game of thrones the people who <laughs> wrote the books for game of thrones because no, game of thrones H- was no, not no, like out hbo when skyrim or whatever. that yeah. was on a today i learned on reddit the other day right? yeah i think it was yeah 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 it I wasn't didn't I skyrim come out way before game of thrones i don't know all the yeah, details like did. this could Pretty be sure bullshit i just i wish there was a video game of thrones like there I, I there is a Game of Thrones video game. It's called Skyrim. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's kind of like a choose-your-own-adventure in the same style as um, the Walking Dead video game. Oh, like was that I think? Telltale? In a, that, hey, like, you interact you want, with people, you thing. make decisions. But is it called Video Game of Thrones? No. Because if no. it's not, it's a choose-your-own-murder. Cool, so you're, you're twitching Skyrim and anything else? Uh, yeah, well, I, I played through Life is Strange, and that was beautiful and very very traumatizing and uh also broken age is this it's this adorable game that i didn't i hadn't heard about and then i was just looking up cool games i just started playing that oh really yeah it's so good and the whole time bryce and i've been playing it together on, on our ipad and the whole time i'm like i swear to god that's jack black oh my god that's will wheaton and, and elijah wood like, yeah, I'm like, these people, I recognize their voices. And then we looked it up, and sure enough, it's like a star-studded yeah, cast. all star doing the voices for it. It's nuts. Sorry, speaking of Liz Lemon, <laughs> the, the first time I saw this was something that Bryce said. And I don't know if this is your idea, or if, but I've since seen it on Twitter. You should be reading Kanye's tweets, but just stick Liz Lemon in front of it. I, I thought that I was did my, hear my about idea, that. and now I'm seeing it elsewhere, yeah, too, I saw so, it. Like, like, today. Yeah, I, I posted that, and I was like, oh, that's so funny, and then I saw, like, other people posting it, so maybe I just had the idea. The, the same, same idea. Yeah, I don't know. So, yeah, a little Liz Lemon side tangent there, but, yeah, <laughs> check out uh, Elizabeth Neal on Twitch, on Geek and Sundry, on various uh, internet adventures. Yay! And, and thanks for bringing Monty Python and the Holy Grail to us. Mm-hmm. Thank you guys for having me. This was a lot of fun. So, speaking of Twitter... Everybody else here has a Twitter handle as well. <laughs> this show has a Twitter, which is... We're at Let's Rewatch <laughs> on Twitter. And you can also follow us. We're part of the Laugh Stash TV network, which is our YouTube channel. And you can follow Laugh Stash TV at Laugh Stash TV. But um, do follow us on Let's Rewatch. Please suggest movies if there's movies you want yeah. us to do. We haven't gotten to movie suggestions yet, but I promise you we will. And yeah, so send us your feedback. Feel free to disagree with us. That is totally cool too. We've we've had people tell us we're wrong. <laughs> oh, I know a lot of people will hate me after this episode. Yes. Thank you so much to all of our lovely listeners. And if you are a listener and not a watcher, like I so kindly said in our last podcast, um, please review us on iTunes because we really appreciate it. And it helps us gain more fantastic listeners. And tell people. And tell, tell your friends. people that you love it and that they should listen to it too. Cool. So thanks again, Elizabeth, for joining us. It was awesome having you. Awesome movie. Thank you. Um, and we're going to do this again every two weeks. So check back again. Uh, check your feed for another Let's Rewatch in two weeks. So yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, next time, we're going to be watching Shark Attack 3 Megalodon. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, before we close it out, I just, I have a Kanye West tweet. Oh, God. This is from today. (laughs) Liz Lemon, I saw Zoolander 2 for the second time. (laughs) 